Hello, 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 and welcome back to Show Talk, the place where I talk, you talk, and we talk about shows. As you've clicked on by now, you can tell that we are back with another episode of Motherland, Fort Salem, this time episode two. And I have so much to say about this episode. It was so great, but I couldn't record it earlier because I was feeling a little bit under the weather. And with everything going on right now, it's better to be safe than sorry. So thank you so much to everyone who was listening and their patience with this week's upload. But I will be right back on schedule as I am feeling a lot better. Now that I am prepped and ready and so excited to record this, what did you guys think of this week's episode? I thought it was really great. I mean, we got to learn the history of Fort Salem, about Sarah a little bit more, and how their agreement came to be for the witches to work for the government a little bit. More about different characters came in this episode, which I thought was so exciting because I love when a show focuses on the main characters but if I can find little gems about like the outside characters that I can fall in love with too it's really great and interesting because it allows me to attach myself to more than one character you know what I mean and I feel like this episode did that really well especially as we get to meet some of the other witches who are competing to go to the pageant festival which is basically like the witches day off so that they can not only get a little piece of their history but also relax from training a little bit yeah I like that I like some of the new characters that we got to see you know who I don't like that we keep seeing though Skyla. I'm so tired of seeing... Okay, that's a lie. She had a lot of good scenes in this episode. But I'm tired of seeing the rift that she's bringing between the girls and Raelle. And I love their relationship. I love Raelle and Skyla's relationship just because, I'll say it again, lesbian relationships on a show that is just clear and crystal and like right in your face, no baiting, any of that perfect that's what i love but why'd she gotta be evil man (laughs) why it just drives me insane and we have to figure it out someone has to know and it's just gonna break our girl's heart so hard and i'm not i'm not excited to see it because i already have a little piece of my heart for rayelle and i don't want it to be broken because skyla's evil (sighs) And the rift that she's bringing in this episode is getting like bigger and bigger, especially when like even the first scene right off the bat, like Rael's late for check or whatever, and she has to end up working the graveyard shift and the girls are mad because that docks points for them and the only way that they're going to up their ranks and be able to go into battle school is if they become the top of the class and if Skyla keeps taking Rael away and keeps telling her that the only other option is to to be with her and inadvertently be with the spree then like this isn't good this isn't great and now that Rael's working this graveyard shift she's trying to get to know Skyla she's trying to see if this girl is worth it because you can tell she has fallen for her pretty hard and it's hard to do that when you don't actually know who you're falling in love with and she tries to talk to another necromancer don't remember her name 
about Skyla and who she is and what actually is a necromancer because of course they get like bad reps because who works with the dead and is actually like a good person or not awkward or weird or has an ulterior motive to be honest and yet we learned so much i mean we learned that necromancers can have that connection between the living and the dead and in a sense that's what makes them so powerful because they are in between worlds and we one of my favorite lines that Skyla says this episode is something around the lines of what is dead is not always dead it goes beyond that and it's true because it's like the little circle of life like something dies but in it becomes life or creates life and to have that kind of power is is pretty awesome to think about like imagine listening to the dead you get to hear the spirits ghost whispers 2.0 and then you get to create life yourself or take it away we don't know we don't know how far their powers extend probably because everyone is so scared to actually go towards a necromancer and learn more about a necromancer that they probably keep a lot of what they can do hidden so what we learned this episode is probably like a gift and I just love it I love the unique take that this show takes on what witches can be and the powers that they have and it's not always a great distinction between good and evil because yes Skyla may have ulterior motives but if you listen to the after show we know that Skyla has had a hard hard past and that is what has led her or pushed her to the spree and of course she is is comfortable in it now but we don't know what her loyalties stand for and here she has this power that can be used to great lengths and is probably being used and that's probably why they want her so bad but we can't say that she's evil just because of the magic or power that she has we can't say that she's evil just because she's working for the spree if you look at the spree in another light you can just see them as a group of witches who feel that working under the man and by force is maybe not the right direction to take and if you look at it that way okay it makes sense i understand the way they go about it two different stories but their ideas and what they stand for could appeal to someone like skyla and we all know whether you're a necromancer or a seed witch is that your powers all thrive from your emotions and we see that so much this episode especially when the girls are all training to fight for this spot in the pageant they're going through their own things I titled this episode Mommy Issues because everyone's going through their own mommy issues. Tally is figuring out where she belongs as a witch. Should she listen to her mother who is not part of the spree but also doesn't feel that women should send their children off, send their daughters off to fight for a war that they shouldn't have to fight for the country. That losing your daughters, your sisters, your 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 friends isn't worth it and as Tally is debating whether she's strong enough for this 
it's it's hard. She's seeing both sides. She doesn't know if she's strong enough, if she should just listen to her mother and, and, and go back home, or if she should listen to her heart and believe that she can make a difference to save lives and do what she's always wanted to do. We have Abigail over here who she has been dealing with the pressure that her mother has put on her for years. And clearly, although we we joke and we say that she's uptight and that she's only one goal-minded, like it's affected her. And we see that so much this episode and how she interacts with Libby, a girl who she feels as if she's had to fight for the spotlight for since when they were younger. And you know, in that kind of family and that with that kind of pressure, if you are not number one, you are seen as less than. And to have to fight for that spot every day of your life, even when your mother is not around, to have to fight to be the top of your class so that your mother can look down and be proud because that is the life that her mother and her mother before her probably put on her. Like, that is a lot. <laughs> that is a lot. And you can see that that bubbling of of anger just festering inside of her and that is also powering her you have freaking Raelle who didn't even grow up with her mother the way she wanted to because her mother is gone because of the same people who she is now forced to work with come on does that not scream mother issues to you and they use that they use that this episode as they're talking to each other and expressing their frustrations and their worries while they're in training and and Acosta has this moment where she goes use it use what you've got and what they have at that moment is their anger, their frustration, their their doubt and they put it all out in their seed and it just it's strong and it's powerful and it allows them to be the top of their class for this training and I loved it so much. I loved just the new dynamics that we're seeing in in their powers and what it can do and what it is how it has grown. It's just it's great. Oh, I love it. And is this not just a show that just keeps on giving? Honestly, I would recommend to you guys to watch After the Storm, after you're finished with the episode, of course, because you get to learn a lot of new things that maybe wouldn't have translated properly uh, if you were just watching the show and then calling it a day. Because in the after show, we learn a little bit more about this pageant that the girls get to go to. We learn more about Sarah Adler. We know that she was one of the many witches back in the day who, of course, during the Salem witch trials was prosecuted and to save herself and to save the generation of future witches, she used her seed to to create a storm and that is what they felt or the government felt was powerful and could be of use and of course that comes with a lot of of responsibility and pressure because although she was able to save generations of future witches in this this new agreement that she created it also came at a cost she now is unable to have kids she now has to deal with all these people who don't understand she has to deal with the the president who doesn't understand 
her subordinates who expect so much of her. Oh my god, the stress. And we thought Abigail had it bad, but it's it's not something she can just ignore. It's not something she can just put away. And now the spree are moving a lot faster and a lot quicker and clearly plans are are are, are churning and she has to do something about it. Everyone is asking what she is going to do about it. And honestly, at this point, we don't know. What we do know, however, is how the spree are using their powers. Apparently, they can put their own voices or their own seeds, I guess, or their own work, as as the creator likes to call it, into anything that can hold a voice. And so they can, I guess, amplify it to create what they want or have the outcome that they want and I have so many questions on how that actually works like I hope they they go into that a little bit more especially when we learn of the new techniques that they're they're using to spread their their message and some of it like to me is a little confusing because so the first episode we had the balloon explode and then bodies started dropping right and apparently they don't usually use their normal form. Like, like when we look at um, Skyla, the first episode, she looks in the mirror and all we see is a balloon. And even in, in this episode, everyone, when they go to the, the pageant, everyone says, make sure there's no balloons because that's the spree's main method of work, I guess. And it, it, it just makes no sense the way that... Like, I, well, I get, like, I get it, they can put their power in vessels, but, like, are they putting themselves in vessels? Are are they themselves, like, have they, they given up their true form? Have, like, are, are their powers, like, exceeding what we already see? Like, do they actually use words? Is it just noise? Like, I would love to see how we're going to go throughout the season and actually figure that out and what that actually means and what they can do. But let's not forget that what they can do and what we see of them doing now is deadly and is dangerous. I mean, we're in the battle room with Adler and everyone else. And we see like the battles that some of the other witches go through and we see them fall against the spree again and how it hurts not only the mother of one of the lost soldiers, but also the rest of the witches who have to sit by and watch as the spree continue to to beat them. And it, ugh, man, it hurts so much because you can see that division inside and, and you can't win a war with so much division in a group that you're supposed to be leading and, and standing as a united front. But you can tell that with every war or with every battle that the spree wins it's just it's making it worse on both sides and it's it's gonna be dangerous it's it's gonna be interesting to see how they're gonna go from here on out like if people are gonna start latching out on their own or if i i don't know i don't know because it's it's a lot and especially since the people that these witches are actually fighting for are actually looking to to protect they don't they don't respect them like they don't they don't see what they're actually doing they consider them children they consider them 
the cause of why the spree is fighting. I mean, look at that scene in the bar where everyone is sitting and having a good time and there's possibility that the spray is currently at the pageant because someone had brought in a balloon and of course that seeks panic towards everyone no one wants to die everyone's heard the stories everyone watches the news everyone knows how powerful the spray is and as these witches as tally and them go about actually trying to calm people down some listen and some do not and their first everyone's first uh reaction to fear is anger and as tally is being pushed around by this man who blames her for why the spree is here she lashes out and uses her work against a civilian which of course could be very damaging for her career and her standing where she is now but luckily we have abigail right beside her ready to defend her and to to hide what she's done from anacosta i don't know if that's a good thing (laughs) i don't know if that's a bad thing bad thing about it is that seeing as she's reacting this way you can tell that tally has a deeper history than what we know from her right now because she she has this anger inside of her that she's been displaying. It's only been two episodes, but she's displayed it at least like three or four times now. And I love it. Literally, it's the best part of the entire episode because I love when she acts stronger than what people see her to be. And this scene was just a moment for not only us as the viewers to see, but also as like the characters themselves to see how strong that Tally actually is. And I'm glad that she was able to see that, especially as she was doubting herself so much earlier on in the episode. But we're going to have to figure out where all this anger is coming from, because if she's supposed to represent Fort Salem and be a witch for the people, she can't be using her her powers against those that she's supposed to be protecting. Although I did love seeing it. Um, A good thing that came out of it, though, is that we get to see the sisters bond a lot more because... Tally now, she she sees these people as her family, especially when you notice that, okay, well, you're not going to get the support of the people, so who are you going to turn to? The same people in the same boat as you. And now she sees that these are the people she needs to rely on, not the outside source that doesn't understand the hard work that she's been going through and, and the struggle that she's been facing, just trying to master her work and also trying to get over the fact or to understand what she's doing and how crucial it is and how dangerous it is and so we see her kind of unite the girls together at the end of the night and it's great to see because they needed to be together they need to be together especially as the spree are coming closer and if our commanders are having a divided front then the then these girls are the ones that are gonna have to bring everyone together to fight the fight that needs to or that's going to be happening pretty soon. That's pretty much everything I have to say about this episode. It was amazing. So far, one of my top favorites, not only because Tally was amazing, but because of the amount of powers and variation of powers that we were able to see, both from necromancy and also from the witches. And it was just great. And I loved it so much. Um, I loved that 
finding out from the the after show or after the storm, finding out that Alcosta was an orphan, like that was pretty interesting to see. And then like just seeing um, Sarah interact with all the orphaned kids that had to deal with with all the the lives that have been lost in this war for so long and it kind of gives you perspective on what these girls are actually doing just how many people are affected and what that will motivate them to do whether now or in the future um i don't know what to do about skyla man what, what are we gonna do the preview for next episode looks to be like someone's about to be confronted and it's 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 gonna go bad especially when we see Rael on the floor like hopefully not injured and Skyla just watching her from a from above like is she gonna make her move to bring her into the spree now like who knows uh it's gonna be interesting to see I feel like every episode they like increase the tension and and how Oh, it's, it's amazing like I'm at the edge of my seat on what every episode can be especially since we're gonna be getting some men next episode which is gonna be interesting to see especially because our girl Tally is finally getting that testosterone that she's been looking for since living in her little town and it's gonna be great I, I can't wait honestly um what, what are your guys' opinions on Skyla? I, I kind of have mixed feelings for her. I want her to be good, if not only for Rael, but I also want to know a little bit more of her story, which I think we're going to get next episode. And maybe if we can change her to the, a better side, but I don't think so. I mean, if her history really is that she lost her, her parents to fighting this war that she doesn't believe in, then there's no way she'll turn to Fort Salem even if the spree isn't really in her best interest and uh, I don't know how that's gonna go well for anybody's relationships right now but I guess we'll see and I will see you guys for next week's episodes let me know what you thought I'm reading everyone's tweets when we're live tweeting I am answering messages and I hope to get one from you as well but follow me at show talk podcast on twitter or if you want to send me an email you can send me an email at showtalkpodcast at gmail and maybe you'll be able to answer some of my questions or I'll be able to answer some of yours but I'd love to read them and I don't know maybe you can even tell me how you guys think about this new intro theme song do you like it do you hate it I don't know but I'll see you next week or this week technically for the next episode but until then keep talking